Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Frame Skip Podcast. This is episode number 135. We're not here for nonsense. You're not here to listen to the introduction. I'm joined today by the undefeated of the East, George Loftus. I don't know what to tell you, Seth. I am here for nonsense. So, are we going to have some issues? We might be having some issues, pal. Oh, no. Buddy. Say it ain't so, guy. Friend, fella. When was, time, when was the last time you watched G Gundam? Speaking of undefeated of the East, not that long ago, dude. And that dub, I don't want to say it's the worst dub I've ever seen, but it is up there to the point where like it's almost a campy watch, right? Mm-hmm. Where Domon Domon sees him and he's like, Master, <laughs> <laughs> dance with me, Domon, dance with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was gonna be my comments. Like, oh yeah, that show might actually just be dog shit. Uh, I like it. I will always, I will watch it once every two years. Just burn through all forty nine episodes of those just to see what's up with the vague, vaguely, if not outwardly racist. Dude, do you remember some of like? So first off, before we jump into this, I don't want to ignore you, Austin Eller. You know what? The the Georgian reporter, Austin Eller. That's right. And you know what? You mentioned earlier, Seth. You mentioned issues and. This is episode 136, not 135. So just want to bring oh. up that issue. Oh, that's right. Because we made the notes for this last week. Okay, that's, that's right. Fair. That's right. I'm already ruining your show, Austin. So when, I, when we're talking about issues, I just want to say Seth's Lakehouse, issue number yeah. one. Issue number <laughs> one. Issue number one of this show. <laughs> and also Seth's biggest issue, can't count. Can't, that's, that's right. That's right. It's been a consistent problem my whole life. That's Seth's biggest issue, and your biggest issue is Seth. My biggest issue is just how terrible the dub is for G Gundam. That's okay. So, so back to G Gundam. Do you remember? <laughs> and if you're not a G Gundam super fan, you might not remember this. There's like a, a very quick tournament in like the second half of that show. It was supposed to be a big deal. It turned out not to be a big deal. They moved on really quick. But some of the countries have the most ridiculous Gundams. You can possibly imagine like a fish-headed Gundam with like the top uh, half of its body is all fish, and then like a that was, that was Neo Denmark, yeah, yeah, and then like <laughs> a like a windmill Gundam from Sweden or something. No, that was Neo Belgium, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> and then how can we forget the tequila Gundam, uh, Mexico's Gundam, yeah. <laughs> which is just are you serious? this is real. Like a cactus arm, I think. This is real and it's phenomenal. Dude. Now these Gundams don't have like a prominent part of the show. Um, but they're right. like they, they they're show like, up just to get their asses kicked. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite though is like G- <laughs> the American fighters called Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> or Jibity. Jibity Cricket, something like that. Jibity Cricket, yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's the most non-American American thing I've ever seen in my life. My favorite thing about the the American Gundam is that um, so it just looks like a Gundam and it's got like two six shooters on its side. And then yeah. at any point he could remove his shoulders like his paldrons on his shoulders and then those turn into boxing gloves. And he also has a giant shield which Dude. doubles as like a surfboard. <laughs> so, Dude, it's so good. G Gundam little, is so good. A little bit of Americana for everyone in, in the is it Maxer Gundam? Yeah, Gundam Maxer. And then his yep. his back he can take it off and he can use it as a grill to grill up some hot dogs and burgers, right? Well, Pretty much, yeah. 
<laughs> you're not you're not telling the point that like the Gundam is meant to look like a football player. That's oh. the, like, the the helmet ha- it has like a thing yeah, across its like front. Really? Trap, yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're like big shoulder pads that come out. If you didn't know what football players looked like, you wouldn't know. But like they they definitely had like football player influence. It's well, yeah. that and what's amazing too is that uh, like everyone has like a little posse, like a little crew that rolls with them, a little entourage. Mm. And um, you know, Domon is like the lead guy. He's from Neo Japan. It's the future, Austin. It's future sens- century, year sixty. Okay. And uh, every four years, there's a giant tournament to determine who's going to rule the known universe for the next four years. What the <laughs> hell? So there's a what the tournament. Every country sends in uh, a Gundam to represent them in this fighting tournament, and there's like six months of like regionals, basically, where like you just go around, you challenge everyone to a fight, you see like your win loss record, and then that determines seating in the tournament. That's supposed to be like the second half. And everyone's got like this little crew and like Domon has, I think her name is Rain. He's got like one person who's like a scientist who like helps him, you know, get the most out of his suit. There's this guy from Neo China. Oh, and every country is the same country. It's just called Neo because it takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like Neo Tokyo and, and Akira. And this guy from China has got like two monks, two Shaolin monks that hang around with him. There's this guy, the Russian dude is like an ex-con who just has like some chick from the military who's just like keeping an eye on him and will like execute him if he doesn't follow orders and then the american dude just has like five smoking hot chicks in suits just following him around oh my god absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah. now there i'm looking this up the germany guy his name was schwarz bruder yeah and he's dressed up like a ninja with a ninja sword but the ninja mask is just the germany colors yeah was it, it also has also has a Gundam V fin? Yeah, it does. It has, which... it has a Gundam V. But am I crazy or is he's like a ghost or something? Right, like he's dead. I thought. Well, I don't want to spoil this for Austin and anyone else, but I'll spoil it for you, Seth. Um, yeah, that's like a robot who has like the downloaded yeah. memories of Domon's brother. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. I knew there was. Yeah, he takes the mask off at some point. Yeah. So ridiculous. So should I watch the show or should I not watch the show? Yeah, that's that's fucking sick. Yeah, you should watch the show. Awesome. The thing is, is that like there's a really good premise. There's a really good premise there for like a serious Gundam show, right? Like, okay, like, you know, humanity evolved to the point where like we realized we were just having constant war. So we we, like now we have just like a, a, a Gundam's fight once every few years to you know instead of having constant war yeah that's that's kind of a yeah that's kind of a a, a good setup that makes sense And they made it as ridiculous as they fucking could (laughs) like like the main character his his special move is called like um burning or shining finger then burning finger later and the whole thing not good names well no well yeah, that's not the problem. The whole problem, <laughs> the thing is, you're not supposed to um, attack the opponent's cockpit, right? It's like that. That's like the whole like it's like taboo. He takes this giant explosive burning hand and lunges at their cockpit to end the fight. He doesn't do that. You're misrepresenting the show. He grabs their heads because if a Gundam head is destroyed, like the fight is like either automatically over or that person's disqualified if they lose their head. Oh, that's right. So, the, heads are in the, the cockpits are in the chest, aren't they? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. The cockpits are like, like digital or something like that. Yeah, the in, the cockpits are in the chest. It's also like every episode 
Dawson, there's this amazing little montage they do where, like, it's not, like, done with, like, a traditional Gundam where they have, like, controls, like a fighter pilot. They, like, have to put on this, like, skin-tight, oh, yeah. like, Lycra leotard, and it just looks so painful, and there's, like, always a shot where it's, like, going over, like, Domon's butt or whatever, where it's, like, getting tight, and then it, like, shows him, like, ah, like, screaming every time <laughs> he puts the suit on, and then it's it's called the MTS, the Mobile Tray System. God, I love Gundam, man. I haven't seen the show in a while. And so I, just, good. I feel like I remember it was mobile trace. So it like um, 3D prints basically like his moves onto the Gundam. So like he's. Yeah. So they can do like actual <laughs> martial arts. <so> like, <laughs> Yeah. It's fucking Interesting. sick. It's also, super cool. It's I think that show kind of killed Gundam in the West for a little bit. No, it was so cool. It was so good. It came no, out right around the same time as Dragon Ball Z. No, so one good. Gave, no, no one gave a shit about that show. Uh, it's, I think that killed a lot of the momentum. And then also, like, it was really funny because that was, like, the one of the first Gundam series that took place outside of the Universal Century, like, the original timeline. So there was that, there was Gundam Wing, and then there was After War Gundam X, which was, like, an alternate history. Like, what if Xeon, instead of dropping one colony on Earth, dropped 30? And, and like, that was the entire premise of that. But I think that show killed Gundam, and it's, like, easily the worst of those three. So I can't believe oh, that. Oh, no, dude. Unironically, G Gun was my favorite Gundam series. Yeah, of course it was because it was just a fucking anime. It was sweet, <laughs> dude. Like, all anime. Anime. That's yeah, the point. Okay, but like, you know, you know what I fucking mean, Seth. <laughs> when I say that that one was an anime. Remember our, our back and forth on Twitter like two years ago, where I was like, you were talking about um, Mercury from Witch or whatever the the, the new dumb one yeah. is, and you were like, <laughs> I was like, I was like. Yeah, but how are the robot fights? And you're like, oh, yeah, but it's, it's got this really deep. I'm like, no, how are the robot fights? It's all that matters. And you're like, no, no it, other things matter, Seth. I'm like, no, how are the robot Dude, fights? That's why I still hold the, the fact that Fairy Tale is pretty good because the fight sequences are fantastic, even though the rest of it's like oh, kind of nonsense. No. Fairy Tale is the most disappointing anime I've ever watched because the budget got cut lower and lower the further the seasons went on and the fairy tale the newest show or whatever after the original one ended they don't have any action sequences at all they're just still frames of like the special moves and then they, they move on after that oh my the, god the budget's so low dude so low and the original fairy tale like 140 episodes or something that you made me watch back in the day are <laughs> phenomenal i love fairy tale dude it's so ridiculous and fun it's so good it's fantastic. The music is incredible. I still listen to some of the music today. Mm-hmm. The music so is, is very good. You loving fairy tale so much? Is that why you watched Hunter Hunter? No, I watched Hunter Hunter before fairy tale. I don't remember after fairy tale. Because uh, I thought that was the show that like would make you like not take recommendations from Austin anymore. I'll take recommendations from Austin, but with like <laughs> with like a little bit of skepticism from now because he made me watch a hundred and some episodes of Hunter Hunter before telling me, yeah, you're, it's probably just not for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, when's this? Hey, I didn't man? force you. I didn't force you. I feel like you probably should have figured that out sooner than 140 That's right. episodes. That's right. Know thyself. Yeah. Know, know thyself. You know, I still yeah. to this day, like I was watching it with Caitlin. I think. Last year, maybe a little over a year ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I remember and you brought it up. I was enjoying it enough. And then we got to the Chimera Ant arc, which everyone says is like this phenomenal. It's so good. Anime <laughs> achievement. And it's literally half the run of the entire series. And it moves at a snail's pace. 
and I can't take it. I can't take it. If that arc was a quarter length, I think it'd be way better. I know it hurts. I know I, I know I'm in the minority on this, but sometimes you got to die on your own hill. You're on ant hill. My own ant hill. My own chimera ant hill. <laughs> so with that being said, we got a good show for you fellas and ladies out there today. Um, we got to talk about the Microsoft leaks that popped up last week. We were going to do it last week in our show, but we were running long. We had a lot to talk about. Last week was, you know, jam packed full of news, and these guys got to sleep. I don't sleep, but they do. You could have just kept going. <laughs> yeah, I should have. You could have just been like, well, all right, guys, see ya, and then you continued. Well, now that the weaklings are gone. <laughs> We'll just continue this show, but I wouldn't have had any way to actually end the show. So I would That's have true. had to, it would have just been like a, like a 12 hour long show until you woke up and ended the actual uh, broadcast. Yeah, I would have left my computer running and just, you know, you had to keep going, man. Had to keep going. We're going to talk about uh, some games we've been playing this week and in life updates. But before that, gentlemen, I have a special treat for you. Cool. I have another story that had been removed from the library that I had recently discovered again. Okay. Ready. I'm, I'm this one. I don't have photographic evidence of, but I have enough people to corroborate, corroborate, whatever the story. Right. Um, and I was thinking of this now. I was, I was thinking about my buddy who died recently. Um, he had, he had, prostate cancer at like 30 years old and it was it was really tragic but he got married back when i was like 25 years old i think it was some no i was younger than that i i I just like turned 21 so this is like the same era of seth as the gas can incident and before we I, i go further into this you have to realize that my dad raised me with very specific important values like self-respect okay that i take very seriously so we are in this text chat talking about this bachelor party for my buddy Corey, who wanted to have his bachelor party in gettysburg pennsylvania because he was a reenactor and he loved uh, gettysburg we were also in our early 20s and a bunch of idiots okay so we're talking about all kinds of very crude things in this text chat. Well, as it turned out, someone put the wrong number in this text group chat. And it was the right area code, so it was a local person, but it was the last digit that was wrong. Okay, so we were talking about like going out to strip clubs and drinking and whatnot. Well, it turned out that this person was the wife of a local police officer. <laughs> and he Dude. was very upset. He was very upset. <laughs> so he started texting the group chat and then all of us individually. And he was like, he was like being very like, ang- like, like, like nonstop. He wouldn't let go. I was texting him back. I was like, Hey man, like it was a mistake. My, my, you know, my apologies. Like, you know, it won't need, you know, you won't, you won't be getting any more text messages. And, you know, 
I landed that. He was like, well, if you got a problem, why don't you just show up at the Tidot and regional? It's the Jersey Shore Police Department. It's got a stupid name. And I was like, no, I, like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let it go. And that was that. Right. And then he started again the next night. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and and he, he keeps texting. He's like, didn't see you today, pussy. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this <laughs> is a police officer, right? Law enforcement. And I, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, you know, sitting there and I'm, I'm seeing this and this guy just like berating me and my friends. I, I mean, he, I knew he was texting them. I don't know what he was sending them. I knew he was sending them to me. Right. And <clears throat> I was like, all right, I'm just going to ignore it and let it go. And then, you know, it was one of those things, you know, how like a bully like gets to you sometimes and you, you think you keep thinking about it, keep stewing. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm like driving down the road home from my college classes and I'm like, fuck this guy. So I show up to the police department <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, I walk up to the desk and the lady's very nice. She's like, how can I help you? And I'm like, one of your cops wants to fight me and I'm here for it. <laughs> 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 and she's like she's like what <laughs> i show her the text messages and she's like okay hold on let me go get a supervisor so he comes out oh no the super the supervisor comes out and he brings me in the back like next to a holding cell and he sits me down and he goes all right show me the messages and he shows them he's going through it and goes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's looking through it He's like, he looks, he looks the number. He writes it down. He goes, hold on. I know who this is. And I hear him go into the next room. And, and I remember just sitting there quietly. Like it, I mean, it's super awkward, right? I'm at like a school desk. There's a police department holding cell right next to me. And I'm like, I wonder if I'm staying here. tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and I just hear from the other wall. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Just like laying into this guy and he walks in all calmly. He's like, so I talked to him. He's on his way home. He left uh, a little bit ago. He's refusing to come back. Uh, I asked him to apologize to you. I don't think that's going to happen, but if you want to follow up with us, we can, we can, you can come back tomorrow. And I was like, no, I think I made my point pretty clear. I feel pretty good about this. (laughs) Point made. Point made. There's nowhere else to go with it. You know what? History is made by those who show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, so I, I was just—I I was driving down the road the other day, just thinking about it, just like laughing so hard. I'm like, at like 21, 22 years old, I was dumb enough to show up to a police department <laughs> and be like, "All right, man, let's go." It's right in the middle of the street. Let's, <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass. That's yeah, Rocky what's, Five. This shit. Yeah. What's so funny though is like, clearly that guy didn't think you were gonna do it. Yeah, and, exactly. Which is a normal assumption if you're to threaten yeah. somebody and say like, "Oh yeah, you you won't, you won't." But yeah, what if you will? I'm a, what if you I'm will? Freaking cop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that that was my thing, right? I, I remember very like clearly. I'm like, no fucking way. He's gonna like actually walk out there and want to fight. And if he does, like you know, whatever happens, happens. But like, I'm I'm putting all my chips on the table. That this is not going to go the way he yeah, thinks. He, he's either going <laughs> to stop texting me, or I'm going to get him fired today. Like one yeah. of those two things is for sure happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's fantastic. That was the kind of person I was in my early 20s. I like that more than the gas can story. I got Yeah, honest. that story is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good. So. Anyway, gentlemen, let's uh, let's talk some video games. Uh, let's start with you, Austin. What what has life been doing with you lately? How's it been? How's it been screwing you? T- give me the, all the updates. Every which know. way. Every which way. Um, you know. I saw, I saw last Sunday you had to wake up real early going to work. That's right. Nonsense. That's right. Had to be up very early. And no, it's fine. I'm I'm doing fine. We're, my vacation's coming up here shortly. Looking forward to that. I'll be out of town for a little while. So next two episodes, I won't be here. But um, heading over to England next Friday is our, our flight. So I'm looking forward to it. How long's your flight? It's not super long. I think it's honestly I haven't even looked. I think it's like eight hours, nine hours, maybe. I don't think it's too bad. You flying out of uh Atlanta there? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a, a relatively simple process. And we're going um over to London and Edinburgh. We're gonna be up there for a little bit, and then to York we're also gonna visit. So um should be a, a good trip. And there's a uh there's a cool retro game store right near um, where we're staying in York. So going to have to hit that up and see ah, what their nice. prices are like compared to ours. <laughs> nice. Um, um, they were awesome when I lived there. It was dirt cheap. But I feel like the entire market has like changed yeah. in the past five years. Thanks. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't have any geography skills at all, especially when it's outside the United States. York. Where is that in relation to um, the Tower of London? Okay, so York is like a few hours north of London, but it is a little bit south of Edinburgh, which is kind of the... George, you may know more than me, honestly. It's kind of the big southern Scottish city that I'm aware of. So it's the capital, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, York is kind of in between Edinburgh and London. It's closer to Edinburgh, though. So... It's a smaller little city, but um, we're going with Andy's parents and and we'll be there for a few days. And apparently it's got really good nightlife there. So, <laughs> um, wow, this is this is uh, news to me. I, I didn't know this before that uh, the UK and Ireland are essentially islands. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> wow. That is, that is, Eng- oh, there's the English channel. Now things are starting to fall, uh, right. you know, fall together. I, so, I don't want to, I don't want to make fun of you if you genuinely didn't know that, but I, yeah. I honestly can't tell if you're fucking with me right now or not. I am not fucking with okay. you. I will, I will not I make fun this. of you then. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, we're excited for that. And in the meantime, though, Trying to think what I've really been up to. We've been playing a little or watching a little more Clone Wars. We're trying to get back to it. We kind of dropped away because we've just been both Andy and I have been absorbed by Final Fantasy 14 for three months. Proud of you. And so we still are, but trying to like not <clears throat> just do Final Fantasy 14 constantly, nonstop, and nothing else as we have been for a couple months now. So trying to get back to doing other things. We're, um, we just watched the first couple episodes in the arc in season four of Clone Wars where Obi-Wan goes undercover with Cad Bane and oh, awesome. It's a good episode. Awesome arc. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we're, we're doing a that. sweet outfit in that episode, too. That's right. And uh, as far as games go, you know, again, still playing more Final Fantasy 14. I uh, can't remember if I brought this up last week, but I did beat the Heaven's Word totally. So I am now in Stormblood, although I have not much, done much of anything in it yet because Andy and I have been fighting Bahamut, trying to get through that. Seth and I did some of that the other night along with Andy. And I should say Seth pretty much did everything for us. So... Um, we're doing some we're doing some side stuff in the game right now, but the the big thing I wanted to talk about here briefly is Final Fantasy 16, which I came back to because Ooh. I brought oh, up I, I think last episode that I bought the Pixel remasters and hopefully those come soon because I'm looking forward to jumping into those on our trip. But um, in the meantime, the uh, I guess a little voice in the back of my head told me I needed to beat 16 before those came because it's just been sitting there unresolved and so now i am uh i am done with bahamut and i am moving on to some of the more um i don't know how to not spoil all this i guess it's been like months now at this point george did you beat the game no okay you're going on to some of the more eastern things right right so it's it's getting good my ps5 tells me i'm like at 75 percent so not too much further, but I, I'm glad I went back to it because the part I was at was just frankly awful. And it was several hours of awful. And I was literally right on like the cliff of if I had just played like another 30 minutes a couple months ago, I would have been at that great portion uh, with Bahamut. And so now I'm really back in, really enjoying it and trying to beat it. Uh, hopefully, like I said, by the time we we head out of the country next week. Yeah, you should be able to beat it. Oh, I will say, um, <clears throat> I think my favorite boss fight in the game, like, the, you know, out of the big boss fights, is the one that you're coming up on because all the other boss fights have a very specific formula to them for the most part. You know, where like, you know, yeah. you fight them on the feet and then you hulk out and maybe you hulk out a second time or whatever. Yep. Um, the next one it takes a very different approach and i think it's really really cool and i think you're going to enjoy that a lot um but i'm super stoked that this game is getting an expansion man i I think it's really cool i think it's a little shady because they clearly lied about it not getting an expansion originally um like there's some stuff that's just like very very clearly giant chunks of the plot missing like uh you look at a mural and leviathan is on the mural right but he's like he's like kind of burnt out on, on it a little bit. Oh, I think I just and, saw that actually. Yeah, and it's there, and it's like okay, well, I wonder, I wonder what the deal is with that, and it's never explained, right? So like, I think it's pretty obvious that this next, um, this this next expansion or whatever is going to be Leviathan. That's and in my opinion, anyway. And also, there's like a whole thing in the north and a whole bunch of shattered crystals around the map. That so I, I think that they 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 gave themselves like a, a safety net. If they were like, oh, you know, there's not going to be any DLC, right? But then it sold really well. And they're like, backup plan. Lots of DLC. I will still say this. The, I still stand by the fact that I think the highs of this game are genuinely some of the best moments in recent games that I can remember. But the lows, man, are just so, so bad. And they're far too frequent. The game, I know we've had this discussion months ago but it's just so padded out is what it feels like to me 
I mean, even what I just did after Bahamut, there's a series of si essentially side quests that are main quests that you have to do. And I just did not care whatsoever about any of them. And um, maybe that's a personal problem. I don't know. But <laughs> no, what's what's amazing about that? I, I've dabbled with a little Final Fantasy 16 recently, too. It's like it's like they learn nothing from the criticism about Final Fantasy 13 with the side quests specifically. Right. Yeah. When, like every. And it's just like, oh, hey, can you go kill these animals that have been disrupting trade in the region? And like that really just feels like the the worst indulgences of the games two generations ago. It's like amazing that it's still in there. I will be honest, though, much like with Final Fantasy 13, I, I didn't put too much time in that game, probably only like 10 hours. I borrowed it from a friend. But like right now, where it's just it, the game's so pretty, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> like I'm just happy to like look at something that that looks that incredible. And like, I feel like this is the first like playstation 5 game all due respect to ratchet and clank but this is the first time i'm like this is why i bought a next gen console yeah um i will say that in the last 20 percent of the game a lot of those side quests pay off into like really cool exposition moments and i'm glad that i did them overall but getting to those that that payoff was uh, a lot of pain and to me, it struck me as like Yoshi P made this game and he's like, oh, here you go. You know, boss, you know, we, my team, we, we toil away at this and, and it's really great. And it's 20 hours long. And he's like, mm, that's not OK. We need our Final Fantasy games to be 50. So you got to stick a lot more content in there. And that's kind of what it seems like to me, because um, this part you were just at Austin, there's like no reason for that at all <laughs> you know it, it's just kind of like there and i thought it was pretty silly to be honest with you um i'd say there are multiple hours i, I don't want to put a number <laughs> on it but there are multiple hours from the game that just literally don't matter at all i mean um i guess maybe they're trying to build the world but the problem is the characters that they introduce and the things they have you do it it doesn't make me care at all for who they are right. or for what's going on so it's um it's unfortunate. I, I still think I mean at the moment I would still probably say it's my game of the year, but I gotta be honest, like in a normal scenario, I don't think it would be. I, I think it's a good like eight out of ten because again, the, the highs are almost balanced out by the lows. I mean it's it's not a perfect game for me by any means, but I still really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, I thought it was really great. Um the highs are like out out of control. Um and like I said, I did enjoy the side quests and stuff in the, in the last portion of the game. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the gameplay. But George, what have you been up to lately? Hi, Andy. <sighs> Hi, Andy. Um, a lot more Starfield. And the way Final Fantasy makes me feel on PlayStation is the way Starfield makes me feel on Xbox. Where, like This feels like the first next generation game I've gotten to play on, on, on that console. The game's really great man like I, it's so fucking annoying to play because it's like i was looking for something on a planet the other day and just like the act of like trying to figure out if i was going in the right direction there's no like really useful radar if you like set a waypoint when you're on a planet exploring i like can't it's so small on your like in-game map i like can't see it so i have to like pause go to the uh, map system 
And so you just spend so much time in menus because like you load it up and you don't see like the planet map you're on. You see the actual map in the galaxy. So you have to hold a button to get down to like the planet area to figure out where you're going. And then it's like really hard to tell like which direction you're facing to know if you're even going the right way. And so so many like small details I feel like got kind of lost when they were making this game. But then you get to a story moment that's just incredible and takes your breath away. And you're like, oh, okay, like they got the important stuff right. It's just the little the little habits like i feel like skyrim actually like was probably the best ui that bethesda's ever done i kind of got lost a little on fallout 4 and really couldn't follow it in fallout 3 but i thought skyrim really stuck the landing and i think everything in oblivion was just way too far like <laughs> i think that game sucks because of its menus Ooh, it sucks you think oblivion sucks because of its menus like that's why i just never want to play that game yeah oblivion had like the um scroll menu thing if i remember correctly um i, I don't know it's been so long it did but, and everything was written in fucking papyrus so it was yeah, like hard yeah. to read and it was like um, brown brown text on a yellow background like it was just not, not a very pretty menu and you had to spend a lot of time in the menu i felt and then fallout one thing i i, I mean it's not great but i do respect the commitment to like the pit boy right mm-hmm. they're like you're gonna spend all your menu time inside this pit boy and the fallout desperately needs like some sort of um organization to its like item system and stuff and it's map i hate fallout's map i i I get it it's like thematically like you know whatever but i find fallout's map to be extremely um annoying Hmm. the other thing i hate about bethesda's ui are the actual um markers that you put down because they're giant arrows and your cursor at least in skyrim and in fallout is like very inaccurate to this giant arrows so you're you can get yourself through the map and like the general vicinity but you can never get like exactly where you want to be so that that would always frustrate me but yeah, I, I totally feel your pain. I haven't played Starfield, but in the other Bethesda yeah, games. That's, and that map, like that's the same shit I'm dealing <laughs> with now, where it's like, oh, I can put a marker, like the marker will show up uh, like on my little radar. I hope I'm walking towards the right one. There's no way to like color code it, so I know I'm walking towards the right one. But you can't just like place it at the point of interest. Like you try to, and they're like, you haven't been here yet. You can't fast travel here. So you have to place it near, and then you're like, okay, fuck, I hope I see the thing I, I need to find by the mm-hmm. time I get there. Um. So that's that's what I've been playing. But I got a surprise because I've also been playing another game. Ooh. You guys, earlier this what week, is I, it? Downloaded, I, I downloaded the Pokemon TCG <laughs> game uh-huh. on, on my computer. And uh, I've been playing that. I don't know what happened. I was watching some some random videos on YouTube. And then all of a sudden, I found a video on like the Pokemon meta from like 1999 when the game first launched. And I was just like following, like, oh yeah, like I used to play this game with my friends. Like, I wonder if like any of our decks were any good. And then like, no, none of the cards we played were featured in any of like the the top performing decks. And then I downloaded the client, and like, man, I forgot how much fun it was to play this game. And like, now that I'm like smart enough to understand, like, oh wait, no, like the trainer cards are actually like really important, not just for drawing cards. Like, you can actually do like a lot of disruption of what your opponent's trying to do with these cards, which I didn't get at the time. I just thought drawing cards was good. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I forgot. It's nice interacting with Pokemon in a completely different way than Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, I, I actually I loved Pokemon cards when I was younger, but I never liked playing the game. Oh yeah. Um, one because I didn't really have any people to play with. Also, 
I just liked collecting the cards and looking at them. Uh, I used yeah. to carry like the, I used to carry the cards with me like everywhere and like just look at them over and over again and like organize my deck and stuff. Uh, I, I had a lot of Pokemon cards. I still do have a ton of Pokemon cards, but yeah, I've never been to playing the game. But I remember getting like trainer cards, like you said, and just being like, oh, I don't want that. I so yeah. yeah, I never, I never ever had Pokemon cards of any kind. I had some Digimon cards, but I never. It was like you, Seth. Like I never played them with anybody. I just had them. But um, when they announced, I don't know if you guys remember this, about a year ago, they announced this um, kind of pack that would come with like a playing field and like it was like supposed to be a higher end kind of uh, collection of the older Pokemon cards that were meant for like playing at home two player, not competitively. It's just like for fun. Mm -hmm. And I'll have to find the link and send it to you guys. But they they announced the price of it the other day and it's 400 bucks. And I. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. I've never played Pokemon cards before. Like, this seems like a good starting point to just have like two decks pre-built from like the original 151 with like this playing board. No, I'm not spending 400 freaking dollars. Well, Dude, like, that's like straight up Wizards of the Coast price. <laughs> yeah, I I love Magic the Gather. I think Magic the Gather might be like the greatest card game ever made. That game is like it's pricing me out, man. It's too expensive. There's too much shit. Ever since like that Lord of the Rings set, they're just like they print more and more sets every year. I can't afford to buy all the product. I'll buy like a couple of the precon decks each year and like keep them together. I'm like, oh, these are balanced like to play against each other. So maybe someday I'll I'll get to play with a buddy. But I'm like looking at these prices for like the top decks in like the Pokemon meta right now, and like the cheapest one that's number one is fifty dollars, which is like that that's how much one card cost in like the best deck in Magic the Gathering right now. And the most expensive deck is like a Charizard deck that's 125 and like I'm pretty sure that's only expensive because of Charizard because you know that's like a hot card that everyone wants all the time always. And so everything like is pretty much between like 55 and like $85 is like the sweet spot. So this game is already much much more affordable. And I know if you buy physical cards, it actually comes with a voucher for like the product that you bought to be redeemed on the Pokemon TCG. So if you buy a pack of cards, there's a code in there that just lets you get a pack of cards on the client. Magic doesn't do that. They should. That'd be fucking sick. But I don't think they're ever going to do that because why would they do that when they could just charge you twice if they, if they could? Right. Anyway, I, it, it, it seems awesome. And there's like a new set coming out, I think, next week called Pokemon Scarlet and Violet 151. That's just like... It came out this week. I got it. Yeah, it just came out. And it's... Oh, man. Like... Um, don't tell Aaliyah, but I'm going to have to buy some fucking pokies. I have to buy some pokey cards. The cards are really nice. Actually, I, I walked into um, my local game store just looking to buy the newest uh, D&D module, uh, the Fandelver module, and I saw them sitting there and I was like, oh, look at this. It's the original 151 Pokemon. That's pretty cool. And the guy's like, yeah, it just came out today. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I bought a booster box. They're really cool. I got, I got some really cool cards. Um, but anything else you mean? getting going on george no i'm just trying to understand this game that i feel has changed so much since the last time i played mm, yes, did you guys yes. do you guys get into card games at all i don't think we've ever really talked about it no, no. i never have and i've tried I, I never in like physically at all but i tried with hearthstone and that didn't really work for me and then i've tried marvel snap and it just doesn't really click with me either i don't know man there's something i have like a hard time with card games for some reason yeah, I never, I never really got it. The most I ever got into card games was Yu-Gi-Oh! Back when it was at the height of its popularity in the United States. And mm -hmm. I had a 
pretty pretty cool Yu-Gi-Oh deck if I remember correctly. But yeah, it, I I think that was the video that put this Pokemon one on my radar because there was another video. I I don't think it was by the same person, but I don't know. It might. But it was talking about like the Yu-Gi-Oh meta, and I was like, oh, like my friends and I just mess around with the starter decks mm-hmm. barely at all. We really just watch the cartoon. And so I was like, what was actually going on? Like, who was actually good in, in the card game? And so watching just them talk about, like, you know, a card game from 2002 or whatever, that was really cool. And now just doing this with Pokemon, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, I actually stopped buying Pokemon cards way sooner than I thought I did. Like, I think I bought, like, one pack of Neo Genesis or whatever. Like, the, the first pack to introduce, like, gold and silver cards. I think I only bought one pack and then haven't bought a pack of cards since. Yeah, um... I I just I have tons of Pokemon cards from my childhood and I went through them one day looking for like any of the like you know first editions or like super expensive things and I didn't have anything good. I had a bunch of crap cards. Um but we were talking about the Magic the Gathering pricing it, a couple of years ago didn't Magic the Gathering come out with like an anniversary set where each box was like a ridiculous amount of money but they were like rare cards and guaranteed last, or something. It was last year. So. Yeah. Like that was that was honestly like when I was kind of like, man, fuck these guys. <laughs> and like Fabio bought a whole bunch of cards for like the Lord of the Rings set, which like I don't begrudge him for that. He loves Lord of the Rings. He gets to play like a commander game with like, you know, Aragorn as like his leader. Like that's that's cool. But like there's just like there used to be like, I think, three sets a year. And I would set aside 300 bucks, right? Because it was basically 100 bucks for a booster box. I was like, OK, every four months I'll buy 100 a hundred dollars worth of cards like that seems it's fun to crack them maybe you get like a winner card and you could trade it in for like another booster box or whatever but it was mostly just like build out my collection just because i i thought like the world was really cool and i actually got pretty good at playing commander and then they just like okay so we're gonna do the the four sets and then we're actually gonna speed up rotation so there's actually gonna be five sets per year and then uh after that oh there's like commander decks those come out oh and then all of a sudden there's like a special anniversary thing for uh, modern, like we're reintroducing this set. Oh, it's more expensive though because it's a it's a remaster of an old set, and like it just be it got to the point where I was like, if I wanted to buy a box of every set, like I would, I would need to set aside like eight hundred dollars. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't spend yeah. like a month's worth of rent or mortgage or whatever on the fucking Magic cards. It's ridiculous. I will say this: yeah. I did not know that Magic did like crossover stuff until recently, and I saw that they're releasing actually like in two weeks a Doctor Who collaboration with like Doc- hundreds of them and that is very tempting dr who <laughs> they're doing a final fan they're doing final fantasy too it's a trap final mm-hmm. fantasy toyed with the trading card game and it, it yeah. actually was really big uh when we were in boston for the one that. east we went to and me and pedro bought a massive amount of cards expecting that we would be able because we weren't in on like card games or whatnot so we were like oh, i was like oh there's a huge game store Back in Williamsport, back home, we'll be able to get in there and probably play with people. We got there, not a single one of these cards in sight. And so I, I still collected them for like a year or two because I thought the cards were really cool. It was really fun. But I had to like scour GameStops, finding a pack here, a pack there. That, that card game was completely dead on arrival. It was terrible. It was super sad. Um, the last thing I'll say while we're on this topic, the Lorcana cards look awesome. And I'm, that's like the closest I've been to to getting into cards is seeing is, seeing this. I don't think I know that one. Those are the new the new uh Disney card game that they just released that's like all Disney characters and stuff. Oh uh, okay. And that seems to be kind of taking over the the market right now. Everybody seems to be playing it. We'll see if it lasts though, like Final Fantasy. 
<laughs> yeah, I I hate Wizards of the Coast, man. I, I really hate that company. I think they're I hate what they did to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I hate the 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 greediness of, of that company. And I'm really like I, I hate to be this kind of guy, but I'm really happy to see them losing money hand over fist because I, I just they they are ridiculously greedy. And I think if the thing is, if they had priced things more reasonably, I probably or, and it hadn't done like such ridiculous, dumb decisions like removing half else and half works out of the game. I probably would have never left Dungeons and Dragons. But. That leads me to my next point. I have been playing Baldur's Gate 3 a lot <laughs> this past month. Um, I love Baldur's Gate 3. It, it, it's, it's, it's consuming my life and, and really brought me back into like this world that I, I, I love very dearly in um, the Forgotten Realms. And it reminded me why I liked D&D in the first place and, and just you know fell in love with that hobby. And Caitlin's a huge D&D fan. She's playing Baldur's Gate right now. Um, she has her own campaign. I have my own campaign and, and we have a campaign together that we play. Uh, the game is, is phenomenal. Um, the stuff, the things you can do, the build you can make absolutely crazy. It, it's got really, really well-written characters and writing, um, which I think I talked about all this last week, but yeah, it, it's, it's really, really phenomenal. And it, it reminds me of like what a true successor to dragon age should have been. That, that's what it feels like to me in terms of like the characters writing and stuff like that. So I'm really having a blast with it. Um, like I said, I went to my local game store and, and got the, the latest D&D module. I'm going to try and find a, a group to kind of DM for the, the, the latest module, which is um, Fandelver and the Blow the Broken Obelisk or something like that. But it, it looks pretty cool. So that's pretty much what I've been playing that in Final Fantasy 14 with these guys. Trying to get them caught up. Um, We're going to yeah, get there. Blast. We're going to get there. Can you share the most ridiculous thing that's happened to you in Baldur's Gate recently? Or I guess like the most impressed you've been by something that happened in Baldur's Gate? Impressed. Um, you know what I'm, I'm impressed by actually is when I find other ways of things. So like, for instance, I fought this boss and it was a really, really hard fight. And it took me like several attempts and like reorganizing my party and skills and stuff to actually go back and, and be able to beat it. And what I found was that if I just thought a little more outside the box, that the, the fight was supposed to be super easy. Like there was this giant hammer that you can hit and it would come down and crush it. And then never the thought I, I was like playing with the hammer. because it was, it was a puzzle. I was like, you know, trying to figure out like how this thing works. And then I figured out how the thing works. And the boss came out and it never occurred to me a thought in my mind to walk back and hit the hammer while the boss was standing under it to smash and, and kill it in one shot. And this has happened several times in the game where I'm like, God, this boss sucks. It was wrong. And then I find out, oh, you can just push him off the ledge or something like that, you know, with, with like a high strength character. And it's like, oh, OK, well, I didn't think about that. <laughs> also, there's this one character and I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it can completely kill your party. And it pretty much is, is like he has an ability to completely kill your party and everything around it. And you can just click this ability and there's no like, are you sure you want to do this or whatever? You just click it and then it goes into a cutscene, and everything's over and you have to reload. Your scene. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. <laughs> there's no safeguard. So if you, if you like, 
you know, you bumped your controller a little bit and just clicked. It's with all the other abilities. If you bump your controller a little bit and just click it, boom, it's over. <laughs> you gotta reload your safe. And the auto saves are not very frequent, by the way. So, yeah, it's it's a blast, man. It's it's a really well written story. It makes you feel like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and makes me motivated to try and give D and D another shot because I really do love love D and D. I just hate the way Hasbro's managed it. I still have Hasbro yet to play Blizzards. it. I've never played D and D of any consequence. Well, that I just um, do you, respectfully do you need Hasbro for D and D? No, you don't need Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast. I mean, I think it was doing fine before they bought it, but the changes that they've made to the to the actual game and like the lore of the Forgotten Realms is like almost unforgivable. I mean, like half elves. Like I just learned about the half elf and half half orc thing, which is why I'm stuck on it. They've been in the game since the first edition, and now you're removing them because they they say it's racist to call them half. And like no one ever complained about this, by the way, right? Like like no one ever said that thing about this. But they were like, "Well, we don't like the moniker half because that in- indicates half of them is normal, it's like, and half of them is elven or orc." And I was like, "Okay, man, but it's from our perspective, right?" And there's no real elves or orcs looking at this, so like let's take it easy. That's disappointing here because like my my rogue is a half half elf, so. Yeah, well, they've essentially made um, race completely a, a complete non-thing anymore because they said, oh, you can still make half half races, right? But you just choose the feats from one of the parents' races and then you get those feats. It's like, okay, well, so you can just choose anything. Oh, so it's, so it's genetics. It's, it's eugenics at this point. Yeah, okay. exactly. oh, in, in, interesting. <laughs> yeah it's like okay well, so you can just choose anything races don't matter uh the ability scores that you get from the races don't matter it's, so it's like i don't know man i'm just i'm just not a big fan of oh i can, I can talk to dragons even though i'm not a dragonborn yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah exactly that checks out exactly so no you should get mad about like uh real world racism i think i think you could probably let the 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 race relations between elves and people I think you probably yeah, let that just, go in in D and D. Yeah, they, they've done it. They've done it several times. It's like, and it's things that no one complains about. But then everyone complains when they move it, and they just don't care. It's just, I just feel like, I don't know, Wizards of the Coast. Not not a big fan of that company. But, gentlemen, we have a massive Xbox leak to get to. Yeah, but really quick, these Pokemon cards are so pretty from one fifty one. They are. They are. They're really good. So good. This is how they get you. Yeah. Are they going to get me? Now I'm tempted. Every time but, I think I'm out, they pull I mean, the, me the back PCG, in. The, the client is free on on phones okay. and on computers. That side, I I think I may have gotten that side up card. It looks yeah, familiar. I think I might have to get that side up card. And like the the Poly World looks great too. I got some full art, really rare card in my in my booster box that I got. Um. Anyway, sorry. So these Xbox leaks. Some intern or a professional who made a massive mistake. Um, the biggest possible these, mistake. <laughs> the, leaked all these Xbox leaks uh, last week. Um, pretty much detailing all their future plans. Now, they're not super up to date. I think this was supposed to come out in like 2021 or something like that. They were from they were from or they were a mixed date um, yeah. because there were some weird things about Starfield coming out last year. Right. 
I think it was um, a 2020 or 2021 set of documents potentially. So it was at least a couple years old on all this stuff. So let's just uh, let's let's run through them here, and then we'll give our uh, our thoughts on them. The mid-gen Xbox refresh. They have some odd code names here: Brooklyn, Elwood, and Sabile. Is there any sort of relation to these code names? Sebel, Sabile. Not that I have in my head. <laughs> George, as a as a New Yorker, you were from New York, right? Does- <laughs> I thought, I as thought a, you lived in New York at one point. As a native New Yorker, George. As no, I've I've, I've spent probably like eleven days of my life in New York altogether. All okay. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, I thought you were you lived in New York at one point. New England, not New York. New England. I'm I'm almost there. I'm on the, I'm on the cusp of New England. New Jersey. Yeah. Um. So there there are new models of the Xbox, which we are used to at this point in the console life cycles. Um, this was from a slide deck in May 2022. In it, Xbox leader showed off Brooklyn, the codename for a refresh of its Xbox Series X console. It didn't add; it doesn't add horsepower to the console, but it offered a revised feature set, an all-digital device, no disk drive, two terabytes of storage, and lower power consumption at $500. I'm assuming that price is no longer accurate, considering the incredible inflation we've dealt with in the last two years. And then we get a revamped Series S called Elwood and a controller named Sebel. Sebile? I, <laughs> I have Sebile. no idea how to pronounce that. So this controller contains um, a lot of features considering like a tilt sensor, uh, quieter buttons, which I didn't know everyone complained about. And it can connect to the mobile app. And then they wanted to launch that this originally in 2024, which I think is, is still pretty reasonable. With the with the other Xbox consoles coming out that fall, now is this? I'm wondering if this controller just natively runs Game Pass, right? Is that the the, the assumption? Kind like, of seems like it. Like it just connects and it's the streaming yeah. device, right? It almost seems like kind of like the Stadia controller, where they were like, "Yeah, if you buy this, like it'll be best for Stadia." type thing um but yeah since they're like specifically saying like it'll just connect to a mobile app that that's i mean you could already do that if you have a bluetooth xbox controller but i'm assuming this is probably going to have some some technology that's just like it works instantaneously with your phone i would think but um Um, yeah well that's what i'm saying it doesn't make sense because you can already connect your xbox controller to the phone yeah so i'm not really sure what this means now of course i i didn't know that these controllers didn't have um uh gyro in them yeah this is a this is new this is new information to me i thought they had them all this time ever since the playstation controllers did but i didn't i also didn't know people were um complaining about the clicky buttons i like clicky buttons yeah, I gotta Personal. be honest, they're not like too loud or anything. I don't know. I've never heard somebody say the Xbox controller buttons are too loud, but now on one of these slides, it does say Ubiquity, play anywhere, Xbox Wireless 2, direct to cloud, Bluetooth 5.2. It says direct to cloud. Hmm. So 
This sounds very similar to how they sold that Stadia controller where they were like, yeah, if you buy our controller, there's less latency for streaming. That sounds very similar. I feel like I remember that with Stadia, at least. Dude, straight up Stadia worked really well. And if they had priced it better, I think Stadia would have took off eventually. Yeah. Because I played with Stadia on my phone and I was like, this kind of rules. Um, but you had to pay for the subscription service and then also buy the games on top of it, which yeah. I didn't, wasn't a big fan of. Doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. No. I think the, the, um, the one thing I want to bring up here, in my opinion, is the Series X refresh. Because I think the, the big thing to, to mention is there will be no disk drive. It'll be entirely digital. Which is interesting. I know we're, we're moving that path. I don't think I've bought a single physical PS5 game at all. And I was the I was the I, like a few years ago. I was like the, the physical only guy, but it's just I don't have any game stops around me anymore. Right. Walmart closes at 11 o'clock now, so I can't I can't go there to get games on midnight release. I stay up all night. So midnight releases are kind of cool for me. I'm just going to. I'm just gonna get them digitally, you know. This is so convenient. Do you guys think this looks pretty? The like the rounded. Yeah, because they showed the photo of it. It's like a. It looks like a round. Yeah, like a trash can. Yeah. Ironically, um, it looks like a stack of CDs. No, seriously. I don't think it looks bad. My first thought, though, was how does this work if you're turning it sideways? I'm assuming there's probably a stand or something, or one side maybe has some little rubber feet small rubber feet on the end so it doesn't like roll mm. but i don't i don't have a problem with it yeah and i feel like i feel like every console really should come with two terabytes of internal storage these days i understand why this generation didn't because when they were making them solid states like were pricier right i guess technically <sighs> I don't know. So, like, it's the same price because you're getting that extra, extra storage, but it should be cheaper. Because I assume that, like, a because these things can read like 8K disc, right? Like, I assume that's not the same thing as just like a Blu-ray reader. Like, these are way more intensive and expensive components, right? I would assume. I think so I yeah. imagine, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man. I really don't. I'm not impressed with this latest generation uh, at all and i felt that way with the ps4 generation at first as well but that that feeling eventually went away but i feel like because sony it's been leaked enough times that it's pretty much confirmed they're they're making a ps5 um upgrade probably called the ps5 pro if, if the naming conventions stay the same and i just I'm like i feel like i haven't even barely pushed my ps5 at all like i don't we haven't no. really gotten any ps5 exclusive games i mean there, there might be a, you know a handful but barely any for, for being three years in so i'm not really sure there's it, it's coming up on three years right yeah yeah doesn't doesn't seem necessary at least no. right now I, also man there is i think it was part of this leak where they were talking about like the the split on series s and series x with consumers mm-hmm. where they talk about how 75 percent of all Next gen Xbox is sold for Series S, and it's like, oh, that's gonna be a fucking problem, actually. Yeah, yeah, 
because that is just kneecapping the next Xbox generation. Because you have to produce games that run on Series S, but it's obviously underpowered compared to the X. It's just it's it's fucking insane to me that they did that. And like, oh, but the PlayStation released two. Not really, man. They released the same console twice, just one with a disc drive, one without. That's right. Little, it's considerably different than what Xbox did. So if I remember correctly, wasn't the Xbox One X more powerful than the Series S? Um, <laughs> I think they were about on par. I could be wrong. I don't think it was necessarily more powerful. I, I'm not positive on that, though. Okay, no. For to some reason, honest. I thought I remember reading that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say quickly... You know, I feel like as a whole, and I know we'll talk about this come November because I'm sure we'll do like a, a three years in review type podcast on the the systems. But I mean, I haven't regretted my purchases with either either of these systems. But there's been nothing that's wowed me really. I mean, it's been it's been fine. Like I haven't regretted buying them because it's really the only way to stay current is obviously to have a new system. But when it comes to the games releasing, but um, it kind of just feels like an extension of the last generation. It didn't. Yeah, it, it hasn't really blown my mind in any way. I mean, there's been some pretty games, but I don't sixteen know. was really the only one that that I played where I was like, "This feels like something different." You know, with, with the, like the boss fights in sixteen, that's the only time I was like, "All right, this is different. This is crazy." But everything else, man, I, I've played at, like it's been like, "All right, well, I feel like I could have played this on my PS4 Pro," you know, something like that. So, yeah. I don't know. Let's move I, on I, here. Oh, sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to be like a. Like I'm obviously like very lucky that I, I can afford a Switch, a, a Xbox, yeah. and a, a PlayStation. I don't mean to sound like ungrateful or whatever. Yeah. But like this generation is like really told me it's like oh you actually don't need to fucking do that. You know what you should do? Mm-hmm. You should um probably skip. Like I'll be honest, I probably have like a little bit more affinity for for PlayStation despite how much I loved original xbox but playstation 3 was like a really special time to me so i'm Mm -hmm. I'm leaning playstation i could probably get an xbox towards the end of the life cycle and then catch up on the three or four games i wanted to play right like and honestly the only reason there's even that many is because they bought bethesda so it's like all right yeah like if i didn't have a series x like i could wait a couple years and then play starfield indiana jones whatever the hell else they're gonna do you know yeah absolutely um you just don't need it you just don't need them all these days i agree i i I haven't gotten a series um at all but that was a lot because i had a computer as well and i didn't yeah i didn't need it but and there's x cloud now too i mean there's like this game pot game pass streaming so yeah that seems to be obviously a big focus for them moving forward so frankly you really don't have to ever purchase an xbox system yeah i agree and I think that's maybe what they're going for, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an analyst. Hmm. Some more of the leaks. Uh, Microsoft's next console after the Series X and Series S would represent not just a new de- device, but a new ecosystem generation. So I'm not sure what that means. Maybe they're going to stop this going back all the way to Xbox One type of backwards compatibility thing. I'm not sure, but. They seem to be pushing themselves into more of a uh, you can play this anywhere because it also 
showed uh, Microsoft's so-called Gen 10 offering included consoles, phones, web browsers, a handheld system, PCs, and a cloud console with a shared operating system available across all devices. So that's pretty interesting to me because, dude, I'm all down for like a, a cloud. Like, a, like, cause I was really impressed with the game pass streaming service. I would 100% buy like a, like a little device that plugs into my TV that I can just use for game pass streaming, depending on like, you know, obviously the price, yeah. I'm not going to be paying a $300 for it, but, um, cause there, I really looked for a good way to do that. And there really isn't a good way to do it. I, I tried hooking my phone to my TV. I tried um, getting Android TV devices. Everything is really kind of slow and sluggish for playing video games. They're not built for it. So I would really be into like a like an Xbox Game Pass streaming device. So what's Xbox Fire Stick? Yeah. What's yeah, interesting exactly. is that was actually leaked a while ago. That exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys probably remember it. I, I forget what it was, but it, it was essentially the Fire Stick concept, except it would be made for Xbox. And it still isn't out. I mean, that leaked like probably a year or two ago at this point. But yeah. I know that was, you know, presumably something they were working on, which makes sense to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd be all in for it. Um, so then the, the company, the they wanted to get dev kits to creators by 2027 for a 2028 launch far off in the horizon for that. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to talk about like the, the, the elements that relate to like voice chat and player no. achievements. Cause that's not, that's been in every console for the last 10 years. Um, so the report states that the next gen Xbox platform would also support AI and machine learning to attain super resolution game graphics frame rate improvements, extra game testing, character dialogue generation, and more. Um, so uh, among these leaks as well was Microsoft's, uh, or, or Phil Spencer specifically, his, him saying he would like to buy Nintendo would be his crowning achievement at, you know, as his, his position, which I think is hilarious. Um, yes. Because it's very amusing. Since, since then, like multiple companies have come out and be like, we're not selling to Microsoft. And also like, yeah, um, Capcom. I, I just saw, I just saw a thing that Nintendo, um, shareholders, they, they said they wouldn't sell to Microsoft either. So I just did what's going on there. Didn't Microsoft try to buy Nintendo back in the, back in the day, day, like back yep. with the original Xbox. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's fucking preposterous, man, to think that you could just like swoop in and like, I understand a lot of people are kind of like sellouts these days. I'm not even begrudging it. Like, I understand, like, you got to eat. But like, man, when I was in the 90s, there was nothing worse than being a fucking sellout. Do you guys remember that? Oh, era? yeah. Or it's just like, how could you? Um, I'm so happy Nintendo just told him to eat shit and move on. Because it's just like offensive that like he... I feel like a big problem is that Xbox, like besides Halo, just doesn't have like the the history, the the lineage, the attachment, the the fondness with gamers, right? Like, oh yeah, they got land parties. That's sweet, but all those people are like in their fucking forties now. Um, well, they they do though. They just haven't fostered it. I mean, Xbox used to be like, I mean, they're, they're twenty years old at this point, right? I mean, twenty two or something like that. Yeah. Xbox used to be like the cool edgy console. Like the original Xbox was awesome, and they did have a whole lot of really neat, unique games. 
and then somewhere along the line they just started they just kind of fizzled out and until we got to the xbox one generation and i dude i really think ever since the that e3 with the xbox one that company has just stumbled to a crawl like they i agree it seems like they have no idea what they want to do and i have I, I would love to know what happened to microsoft to be like all right they they went from like absolutely dominating to just a complete stumble and not being able to recover whatsoever. I also want to know the numbers, man. Like how much <clears throat> did like that launch 360 actually cost Microsoft? You mean like in the Red Ring of Death thing? Yeah. I bet a lot. <laughs> a ton I, I of bet, money. I, I bet most of I bet most of the profits that Sony ended up getting from PlayStation 3 is like what they lost. You know, like it was just it was such an expensive fuck up for them to do. Yeah. And the fact that it took them that long cuz 360 came out in 2006, 2005. Yeah, something like that. And then they didn't introduce like the new 360 Slim or whatever until 2010. Yeah, it was way late. That sounds right. It's just is just incredible. Like what a misfire by them. But like you're right. Like the games ran better. The games just kind of seemed cooler. The exclusives were cooler on 360 at least those first couple years until like I wouldn't even say Uncharted until Uncharted 2. Right. right. Like besides that, like there was Demon Souls and like maybe Folklores. Like it was catering very much like a Japanese demographic, whereas like 360 was like Mass Effect. Like let, let, let's try this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. God, they they really have just done nothing but trip for ten years now. Ten, since, ten years. Since they yeah. revealed the Dude, Xbox I heard, One. I remember doing this podcast every year. <laughs> and being like, this yeah. is the year Microsoft's going to show up. Like yep. they have to, they have to, because they haven't done anything for five years or whatever, right? And it's like, nope that th- that year never came. They just never recovered from the Xbox One blunder. And now it seems like they've given up on that, and they they want to redirect into crushing Sony with their deep pockets and. Just being like, hey, we're going to be the only platform you can play on. That's what it seems like to me with Game Pass, because I think Game Pass, you know, as a consumer is a phenomenal service, but it's also like a little soulless to me. Like, I've never completed a game on Game Pass. No, even like, you know, and I, I it's, it's rare. It's rare for me to play more than. Five hours of something on Game Pass, I think uh, Dragon Quest 11 was the most I played on it. I think there's something to that where it's like I just I'm I don't know, just seems a little soulless. I guess is is my point. I think but. their focus is so entirely on just like being a platform at this point. I mean, between Game Pass, between the cloud, um, you know, look at the Series S, three hundred dollar system, which is you know extraordinarily cheap uh, compared to the other ones. But um, it seems like they've totally focused on that and not the games aside from purchasing any system or any uh, publisher that can. And well, it just, like, I don't know, it just it doesn't give them games. an identity. <laughs> yeah. They don't need to fund games because they can just buy games and throw them on, on Game Pass, right? Or like lease them, basically, for X amount of time. Yeah, and that, that's what it seems like they're... What happened, right? Because the original Xbox had such a unique lineup of games. Like, they were really making cool games. I mean, they, they made Halo, um even something like Blinks is like a really cool, like unique IP. Voodoo um, Vans, Jet Set Radio, Crimson Skies. Yeah, it's all kinds of cool stuff they were putting out. And then Mech they like lost all. They lost, yeah, they lost all their creativity. 
right? And it's just Thunder Thunder Wake. What was Blood Wake? Right with like the gunboat. <laughs> I never played that yeah, one. I think yeah. The game was fucking sick. Um, <laughs> no, I think what happened was that like PC gaming used to be exceptionally better than consoles. I think Xbox was the closest a console had ever come to being PC gaming at that point. And then for some reason, like companies just would rather make money on consoles. I assume it was more like they would make more money. I assume selling on consoles and it was just because it was like piracy issues on PC. Right. And now like, I mean, Seth, I don't play a lot of PC, but I feel like when I go on steam, most of the games I see on steam are also on my console. There's like very few like Choo Choo Charlie or whatever, right? Like some like random, like mostly a yeah. meme game or like, like most a, of the games that are worth playing are on, on also console. on console. And so like, I feel like that's the issue. Whereas before, like if you couldn't build a PC, if you didn't have a PC, the Xbox is what you had. Cause it was like, oh fuck, all these games are on like Microsoft or was it Windows game, Windows games live or whatever it was called. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It, um, it's just it's it's a weird state. I'm interested to see where Xbox goes from here. I'm really concerned that they are going to do like massive lasting damage to the gaming industry though in their just refusal to to join the others and be like a, a creative platform instead of trying to buy all the creative platforms and like I mean what what's going on with Bethesda, right? Like Starfield should not have taken so long to come out. It was, it was originally slated for, I forget what that said, 2022? Was that what it said? I assume earlier. This game's been uh, I forget what the original... Yeah, it, it was supposed to come out way it earlier. Yeah, it, was, it was supposed to be 11-11-22. That was like the first announced yeah. release yeah. date. And then it got pushed back almost two years. Now, there was, it, there was the pandemic, I guess, but... I don't know, man. Some some of the Microsoft stinks. It smells like rotten meat, and I, I'm not a big fan of it. Did you guys see that report about how much money Square Enix lost, despite like how yes. well Final Fantasy 16 sold? And did you have yeah. like a, a a mini heart attack thinking that Microsoft was gonna swoop in and buy them? No, cause I I think Square Enix would probably go out of business first. But dude, I was so mad about that reporting. And like the disingenuousness of that reporting and how it seemed like every like um, place was saying that it was Final Fantasy 16 that sold bad. And it was really weird. And then it was like a big deal for like a day. And then everyone was like, all right, whatever. But they were like outwardly trying to make it seem like Final Fantasy 16 was a failure. When that's not what Square Enix said in their report at all. It was mostly Marvel Avengers and Forspoken that cost them tons of money because they didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Also, Square Enix, stop. What are you doing? What are you doing? I bought Forspoken the other day. It's on sale for, I think it was like a buy one, get one free game on uh, mm-hmm. on Amazon. I was like, okay, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. The combat in it looks pretty fun, but it's a pretty game. game. Yeah, I mean the the gameplay looks like shit. I played the demo. I was just like, well, why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> you know what I? You know what I played? Um, because I was in a Final Fantasy mood from Final Fantasy 16 with Stranger of Paradise, and I played the first fight in that, and I'm like, this plays like dog shit. Oh, <laughs> this this is that's bad. Omega Force. Yeah, was it Omega Force? I thought it was Koi Koi Tecmo. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Ridiculous. never played that. 
Square Enix needs someone to come in there and just like, start making smart decisions. They're managed because they have like a really good team, a really good core team, maybe even two. And then the rest of it, they, they just like poop out nonsense consistently. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And they have such dedicated fans too. Like, like, look, I got full Final Fantasy shelf behind me. I give them tons of money. <laughs> and they're, they're, I, I like, what are you doing releasing six games in, in a two month span that are all yeah. the same audience? Yes. Yeah. Do you have any idea how many of your kids I've put through college single handedly? Like, come on. <laughs> also, can I just ask, is this person making these decisions the same one that released Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 <laughs> like within a week of each other or are these different people because that's like the same energy that I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Square Enix does stuff like this all the time. They make no sense. I don't know, man. Well, is that and then it was Call of Duty was like the same yeah. week, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, what a freaking mess. Titanfall 2. One of the one best of the shooters best of all time. It's crazy because yeah. Titanfall 2 was the only memorable one to come out that year, right? And it still got buried because of the the, the name of Call of Duty and Battlefield. That Battlefield was terrible, wasn't it? That was like the really bad Battlefield year. No, Battlefield 1. That one was, was good. Sick. That, was, that one was really good. Yeah, one was good. The next one, 5, was the one that... Battlefield 5 was set in World War 2 and that one wasn't very good. Yeah. Was that the one where like, you know what you guys don't need? A scoreboard. That was, no, uh, that was 20, Battlefield 2040. God. That was the most recent one from yeah. last year, two years ago. Which, actually, which they've actually really fixed up, I've heard. And it's like a free PlayStation Plus game. So I'm I'm going to go and back and check it out because Fabio is a big fan of that game. That's just one of my favorite gaming stories, I think, of all time. Being like, all right, competitive shooter, no scoreboard. <laughs> you guys don't need that. God. Titanfall 2, that was the game I fell into like when COVID lockdowns first started happening. And I was like, oh, I got all this time to game now. And no, I didn't play anything but Titanfall 2 for like that until game, Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima came out. That game is freaking excellent, man. It's so sad yeah. to me how it just fell to the wayside because it, legitimately, I think aside from Doom 2016, it's probably my all-time favorite shooter. So what's nuts, too, is like. How do you remaster that game? Because like you remaster it, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Where's Titanfall One?" It's like, well, actually, there was no story in, in Titanfall One. I know. It was just multiplayer. I know. So it's like, oh, so why'd you re- rename this one Titanfall Two? You're like, you're right, we fucked up. Probably shouldn't have uh, <laughs> named it that in the remaster. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix it because that game was perfect. Like that is the best multiplayer game I've ever played in my entire life. I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Played so much of that game multiplayer. Um, Titanfall three was in these slides that got leaked in, in, in some way. I remember people talking about it, um, but they were saying that because it was so old that since then it had pretty much probably been canceled or not even started. Well, they like um, rolled all those resources into Apex, right? Yeah, yeah, Apex is old and annoying at this point. Apex was cool at at some point. But it got it got old for me. I really I really liked it for a little bit there. So do we just need that type of game to die, like the battle arena stuff? It's a trend. It'll die eventually. Where did was it the PlayStation or the Nintendo conference where we saw that game where it was like an action battle royale where like the continent was like falling out from underneath you? PlayStation. That's what we talked about last week. The PlayStation one. Okay. Yeah, I think it looks sweet. And then I found out it was also coming out for mobile, and I was like, mm, that stinks. Got some stink to it. <laughs> uh, Seth, Austin, questions for you. 
between <laughs> Nintendo and Sony, who would you rather? If if like Square Enix is like, we need help, we need to be absorbed by someone, who would you rather get them? Oh, Nintendo for sure. Yeah, I think I'd actually agree with that. I think just seeing what PlayStation's doing too. I mean, we've been kind of railing on Microsoft, but like some of the stuff Sony's been doing as well is not exactly super well, positive. They're starting to fall into the same traps where they're making just repeatedly the same game over and over again, essentially. And their whole thing about that they said a couple of years ago how their big focus is going to be on games as a service. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know about that. Your your immediate reaction to that question is like, oh, Sony, for sure. Like, like, like you know, Square Enix and Sony go together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, well, they made one like, like if we really think about it, Final Fantasy came out and it looks beautiful. I can only run on PS5. But what else did Square Enix put out that looked that pretty and ran that well? Not not a whole lot. Nintendo only puts out good good shit. Really, I mean, like they genuinely only put out games that are, like kick ass. So, I mean, well, that and like I know we've made fun of like how Scarlet and Violet run. Like I'm not I'm not interested in like beating yeah. that dead horse right anymore or Girafrig. As a Pokemon reference, you get it. Uh, I don't want to beat that dead Rapidash no more. Forgot there was an actual horse. Uh, but like, man, every other game they make, like, it's an underpowered console. It, it, you're right. It, it just like, it looks so good, man. Even Mario Odyssey years later, the game came out in 2017, 2018. Yeah. The game still looks pretty fucking good. They like remastered yeah. or whatever the Wii U version. The game still looks really good. All these years later, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm at the point now where like I, I think we're good on visuals. Yeah, I, mean, I really, I, I really do. I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool. I don't even really need 4K. Like 1440p is perfectly fine for me. I, I think 4K is kind of a waste of resources, especially if we're gonna start looking at 8K. I genuinely cannot tell a difference between like 1440p and 4K at this point. Like my eyes can't tell a difference. It's yeah, I mean, 1080, I think, and 1440, I guess, is really just totally fine. I mean, I've got a super nice 4K TV and it looks great, but I will say I think the 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 big difference, frankly, is that it's an OLED and that it has great HDR. I don't think it's because of the resolution. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that totally. I wish more games would stick with 1440p, you know, 60 frames and just focus the rest of their resources on like higher te- higher quality textures and stuff like that. I, I really don't need a 4K resolution yeah, video sure. game. So. All right, gentlemen. Well, anything else before we wrap this bad boy up and put it in the mail? Yeah, Austin, there's a there's a gun to your head right now. Um, if your Final Fantasy pixel collection doesn't get in time before your trip, what are you playing on your uh, on your journey? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping it does. I think it should because it, it just got to Illinois like the other day finally. So it's in the country now. But uh, honestly, probably Final Fantasy 7 because that is the one that's on my Switch. Mm. But I kind of want to go back and play the older ones first. Very cool. You don't need to. No, I don't. You really. No, I don't Final need Fantasy to. 7, I think is a good starting point. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to bounce around. I know there's some fun stuff in the Pixel collection as far as like getting through the games quicker. So I may kind of mess around with that some. There's there's very, in my opinion, 
being like a, like a Final Fantasy fanatic, there's very clear eras in Final Fantasy where it's like you have like the OG era, which is Final Fantasy one to three, and then you have Final Fantasy four to six, and then seven to nine, and then you yeah maybe even seven to ten, and then you have like their experimental era, which yeah. lasts until like until 16 comes out you know what i forgot i had 12 so maybe 12 is the one i do have that on the switch as well but yeah i don't know man i'm just like in such a final fantasy mood it's been a series it's like just been such a blank spot for me my entire life and i don't know there's like something about it right now that's like telling me i i need to i need to play these games because everyone that i've played i've loved and yeah i just need i need more of it if you're looking for um another good starting point that has similar vibes to 16 and even 14 i would say is, is four yeah four, four would be a really good place for you to start as well i would you though like i do want to check all of them out especially with the remaster stuff because like you can like speed up gameplay you can speed up experience you can speed up gold drops yeah just it's like i don't need to see fucking everything about the original final fantasy you know but it'd be cool to like burn through it. Like, you know, like how is that different than like listening to a podcast at like two and a half speed, one and a half speed. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that about wraps up our episode of frame skip 136 as Austin, um, corrected me on no longer an issue. No longer, no longer an, issue? an issue. Seth still an issue. Um, you know that police officer's statements to Seth still an issue, but we'll we'll leave it at that. Not an issue anymore. I mean, I feel I feel like I handled that situation well, just because, like he he didn't think I was gonna show up, and I I I showed up, <laughs> and he had he had nothing to say, <laughs> right. He was he was flabbergasted. You should have brought him a uh, what do you guys call him up there a, a hoagie? Should have brought him a hoagie. Be like, hey man, you want to you want to split bread with me and we'll just talk this out. A hoagie or a sub? Sub is more common. What do you guys call him? A sub. A sub. Yeah, yeah but like I, I don't think you when you break bread you don't break a sandwich. You know it's not like hey man do you want the other half to my foot long from from Subway? You want my salami? Out? Yeah, I think I it's. Would... <laughs> I think it's a little more ceremonial than that, you know. <laughs> I would love to know who it was, by the way, because I don't. He's. Uh, it's a pretty small town, and I would. I would know him if, like, if I could find out who he was. I mean, it long time ago at this point, right? I but, mean, honestly, I wonder if that's a Freedom of Information Act request that you could do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he was yeah. reprimanded by his his commanding officer and probably some like document somewhere saying like you better not harass a 21 year old kid That's over text thing. again yeah, if, I, I bet you could ask that like yeah i'm looking for information on an officer that was harassing a young man in, in this month of this year you know like I, Just, I bet i bet you could track that shit down i was here 10 years ago <laughs> a confrontation with one of your officers well, you don't know what he looks like, so it'd be amazing if you were like admitting it to the guy who it was, and he's just like, Phew, sounds like a real piece of work. Let me see what I can find." And then all of a sudden, it becomes a new cat and mouse game where he starts texting from like a new. Oh, dude! Like, hey, hey, fucker! I hear you're back at my police station. And it's Death Note sudden, season like, three. Oh my god! Yeah, I'd watch that movie, wouldn't you? <laughs> Austin, delete the last 
30 seconds of the podcast. We got to start yeah, writing our screenplay. That's copyright right infringement. Yeah. Or, or like I show up and he realizes it's me. He's like, oh, you finally showed up. Like, like and then, and then we just, then we have our, our faded brawl and, you know, then we get out of our system. Would you do it on the street in front of the police station or the roof of the police station, do you think? Well, in my mind, when I was there, I was thinking, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen in the middle of the street. And I'm going to no, absolutely it would, beat his ass. No, it would happen in an interrogation room with the fucking cameras turned off, you moron. Like, that, yeah, like it's, it's not going to let there be any witnesses. He's going to bring in some shurikens and he's going to throw them at the cameras and they're going to like, you know, it's going to like stick in the lens. And then, oh, he, and then you and see then, like a little like the, plume of smoke come out yes. of the crack. In the, and, yeah, it's good shit. And then the beat like, down proceeds. The realistic scenario of what would probably would have happened was I probably would have started getting the upper hand on him, like kicking his ass, and then I would have gotten tased and dragged in the back and just just absolutely blasted over and over again, right? I mean how how could you have this much <laughs> confidence as a a hypothetical fighter? I just don't understand it. It's like no, so what would really would have happened is like I would be making him eat my fucking shoe on the floor of that police station, and then all of his little cronies would come up with their nightsticks, and then they would have to like hold me back, and then I would spend the night in the cooler. And it's like <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, are you sure he wouldn't just fucking nightstick you across, like make you lose a couple of your front teeth, and just that'd be I, the end of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> How like percentage wise, what are we? Like seventy five percent. How sure? I mean, like pretty, like like I'm like. Listen, like man, beat, I, like I don't, a, like I don't beat. like hyping, like I don't like realistically hyping myself up that much. But it, like, if I'm thinking back on like twenty three year old me and like how good I was, like, like there's there, there's a very slim chance like this this guy was getting the upper hand on me. Uh, I'm just being realistic. Nowadays, maybe like you know, but back then I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I'm pretty fat and out of shape these days. Back then, how, I was. How were How were you then? Like, I don't want to be rude, but like, what 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 was your routine? Oh, I was. This is awkward for me to talk about. Okay, I'm a little. Have, we, don't, we don't have to. I was. The, I, was to. I was the youngest grand champion in Pennsylvania history, as far as martial arts go. Do you want to? We want to save this for next week when Austin's not here. We could just no, talk about this. It, this it's not going to be. It's not going to be any less awkward. <laughs> Do I just, do it off? Do you want to turn your camera off? Would that make you feel better? No, it's just I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, like jokingly, I'll hate myself up, right? But I don't, I'm never serious about it. When, I, when it's like when I, when like I get really weirded out when I'm I'm at the bar and like someone's introducing me to someone else. They're like, "Oh, he's a black belt," and I'm like, "I don't like that. Don't say that." <laughs> if you're a, a real black belt, wouldn't let. You. Like wouldn't let you say that. Like that's well, just it's, it's got it's got me in more confrontations than like you would you would possibly imagine. Like there's always someone that's like, could you kick his ass? And the guy's right there, right? And it, it makes it it completely ruins any chance of having a, like a chill night because that guy's like fuck him, <laughs> right? It's, so was this was this karate, taekwondo, jujitsu? What, what what were we talking? Uh, I was a grand champion in karate, and then once I got my Grand Championship. I left and trained ju- judo for six months. Uh, boxing. I trained for a year then, and then uh, two years later, I went and did mixed martial arts at the State College CPA MMA. Okay. So I, I have a lot of different experience, and I, I, I think 
I, before you were on the show, George, I ran my own karate school here in Lock Haven for a while. He personally trained Goku, actually. Wow. <laughs> Who do you think taught him all he knows? That wasn't Master Roshi. Anyway. He was Brad, too busy look, look. fucking jerking it to be of any use to Goku. My God. <laughs> Anyway, he always had a porn bag in his hands. Like what? He you think did. He was, well, in, you think in, he was just looking at the pictures. Come on. And actually, there is from the original Dragon Ball broadcast unedited um, footage of what I think is like sixteen-year-old Bulma um, pulling her tits out at the World Tournament for Master Roshi. Oh no! Very to, weird to distract. That is not or? good. Uh. I forget I forget the context behind it, but it, it was it, it must have originally aired uncensored or something like that, or they originally made it uncensored and then censored it for TV or something. Very weird. I don't know because it's not like she was drawn sexually or anything. It was just very strange. Uh, we're getting off the rails. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode one thirty six of <laughs> Frame Skip. Um, we appreciate you sticking around and, and dealing with all our shenanigans. You can. Follow us on Twitter at FrameSkipPod. I'm at Set90sKid. Don't follow me. Austin is at Austin Jeller. And Coach is not on Twitter. George is at ShortboxSummary. Who is Coach? Post, who is Coach? That's a good question. Oh, oh, He's never here. Friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> we post weekly. And hopefully we post in two weeks when Austin's not here. That'd be when great. We, as long as we can figure it out. That'd be great. Sorry, we just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> All right. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything, Austin? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Nope, George is gone. George had to go. Now yep. it's just us. Yep. Now the weaklings are on. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys later. Love you. Goodbye.